We've been through two pretty cold winters here at Longleaf Breeze, but we have stayed toasty warm here in the apartment thanks to our wood stove. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze. Beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles. Approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of January the 19th, 2011, talking today about all the ins and outs and advantages and disadvantages of using a wood stove. I'd have to say... It, you can't have a good conversation about a wood stove without our saying, we love it. So we're yeah. biased, yeah. get used to it. If you're looking for all the problems that come with heating with a wood stove, you're probably going to hear less about them today than uh, you hear about the advantages. But so be it. That's our gig. So That's right. We've enjoyed it. It, um, it feels pleasant in the apartment. And we can talk about some of the advantages as far as just the aesthetics if you want to, but also our power bills have been pretty low around here. Consistently uh, paying around $65 a month for power. At the most. And okay, so sometimes a little less yeah. than that. Yeah. And keep in mind that that is including the cost of irrigating from a 228-foot well. So um, we're quite pleased with the power bills we've had. We just don't use any electricity for heating. In fact, we don't use anything but the wood stove for heating he here in the apartment. Except for those, well, actually, I'm only using one in the apartment, that heat lamp in, in the, the bathroom. bathroom. Which we can talk about. That's, that's one of the issues with the wood stove. It heats everything in its room well. It doesn't heat other rooms well. Right. So our closet stays cold and our bathroom stays cold. But if I need additional heat in the bathroom, I turn the heat lamp on. and We have a ceiling-mounted heat lamp, 250-watt heat lamp, thanks to Daryl Berquist who uh, suggested early on that we do that. And that has been important to you. I don't use the bathroom much in the wintertime or don't use it much in it at all. Uh, but you use the bathroom for your showers and... Uh, Makes a, a yeah, real difference. When you step out of the shower, it's lamp. nice to have that. It really is. Well, um, so you want to talk some more about what we have? And we own a Regency F1100, which is a very small stove, which is fitting for a very small living space. We have a 600 square foot apartment, and it's plenty of stove for our little home here. In fact, I think it was the smallest one you could get. It was the smallest one you could get. Well, that's not exactly true. I think we could have opted for a, a stove that was a little smaller, but we liked the fact that this had a glass front so we could see in it. Yes, that's And we very also important. liked the fact that it had some advanced heat shielding on the back, which allows us to cozy the stove right up to the wall of the apartment. Okay. A yeah. lot of the stoves are designed so they have to be you know, two feet away from the wall or something like that. Ours is like eight inches from the wall. Which if you're living in a small space, that's helpful too, to keep be able to keep it up against the wall. It sure is, particularly in the summertime <laughs> when it's just a big old paperweight sitting in the middle of yeah. the room. You want to get it out of the way. And that's one of the, the 
nice things about that Regency F1100 as you can sit it up you know, close to the wall. Well, um, you are our authority on how the wood stove works, so why don't you talk a little <laughs> bit about what makes a wood stove effective in heating a room? Well, as opposed to a fireplace, for one thing you have, um, or in contrast to a fireplace, you have the entire black box. The entire box is able to uh, heat the air in the room. In other words, you, d you don't just have you know the front of the fire. You have the entire thing. And so when um, the air around it is heated, it rises to the top of the, or toward the ceiling and pushes the cold air down. And, of course, in, with that movement of air, <clears throat> it, and it's continuous as long as you have the fire going, as long as you have a fire in there, the cold air is to constantly being drawn over to the, to the wood stove and more air, that air gets heated and goes to the top. So you've got the air circulating, not in a drafty way at all. It feels fine. You don't, you don't notice the air movement, but it's happening. And that, air, that convection process is continually heating the entire room, as you said, the, you know, the space, even I, mean, I can stand on the opposite side of the 600 square foot apartment and still feel warm because of the way that air movement. Almost as warm as you do standing next to the stove. Yeah, yeah. So it, it does tend to work very well in the room where it's situated. Mm -hmm. And as we've already discussed, we've it does not heat the bathroom all that well, although the bathroom is certainly warmer than <laughs> it would be if there were no fire. Yeah. In here. Yeah, that's true. We love it because, one, the factor you described, it just warms your heart. Uh, the expression I used on the site is it warms your cockles. Um, I said even some people, if they don't have cockles. Even people okay. without cockles <laughs> can be warm in a wood stove. But it also has a cheery look. Um, mm -hmm. We, As I said, we opted for the one with a glass front so we can look in and see the fire whenever we want to. Yeah. That doesn't mean the fire is open to the room. So there's an extra measure of safety there, and we don't have a strong smell of smoke in Not at our all. little home mm -hmm. here. Because um, all, you know, the it's a closed system in the sense that it pulls its air for combustion from outside, and it burns, and then the air goes out the chimney without ever passing into the room. All the, you know, the only contact between the room and the stove is the air in the room touching that hot firebox. Mm -hmm. That's right. But it's um, very pleasant. It really is. And, you know, I know t that to get it started, you leave the door open. So it's kind of like a fireplace. If you, I mean, it makes you realize if you really wanted a fireplace effect, you, you'd lose some efficiency, but you could leave the door to it open. and You could. And, in fact, we spent a little money for this screen thing that, we could substitute for the glass door. Haven't mm -hmm. used it once. Right. That was a waste of money. Shouldn't have spent that money on that, but we own it, and I doubt if we'll ever get rid of it. We'll probably hang on to it for the rest of but, our lives. But you but, could do that. If, if you're really if, if you out there mm -hmm. thinking, I might want a wood stove, but I really want to hear that crackle and pop of the fire, you could just use that little screen, and you'd be able to see it. Well, now, it. let's be honest. You can hear a little crackle and pop. Oh, you can hear it. It's not as loud as it True. would be. It is not as loud a, as a fireplace would mm -hmm. be. But, you, yeah, no, I'm aware. In fact, my little chair that I sit in to watch TV and eat and all is pretty close to the, the 
yeah, wood stove. seven feet or so. And I can stove. hear it just fine, yeah. you know, if, if what you're doing is, is that kind of thing. But if you were to have a big crowd and you wanted to be able to hear it and uh, all the way across the room, yeah, just get one of those screens and put on there and you can enjoy it. But you still would have a more efficient warming system than you would with, a, with an open fireplace. I agree. Now, there is a little mess with the stove, and I think we need to talk about that. Every time we build a fire, when I bring in the wood to build a fire, I also bring in the broom. Because when I finish building a fire, there's going to be some wood chips and bark particles and so forth on the hearth in front of the stove mm -hmm. when I finish. Right. So it's part of our routine. You don't build a fire without sweeping up that little mess and throwing it out in the yard. Um, it doesn't bother me at all. I find it a very pleasant routine. But if sweeping up a little mess bugs you, that's one thing to be aware of about a wood stove. Again, it's probably not any worse than if you were building a fire in a fireplace. No, I wouldn't think so. About I think it's about the same. Yeah. It's just that we, if you own a fireplace, chances are you're using some other source to do your actual heating for you. So you're not building as many fires in a fireplace as we do in the stove. On a, when the weather gets nice and cold, we're building a fire every morning mm -hmm. and building a fire every night. Yeah. So that's a lot of fires and that's a mm -hmm. lot of sweeping mm -hmm. and, you know, doesn't bother me, but it may bother you. Yeah. And if it does, be aware of it. Yeah, true. Uh, we probably should talk a little bit about um, how much wood it burns. As we say, our place is very small here, and as a result, we have never really needed a fire to burn all night. Right. Once or twice, we've kept a fire going all day, but even then, it was mainly for atmosphere rather than to stay warm. Yeah, it just made it cozy in here. It's kind yeah. of not, one of those on those dismal winter days when you just want to be inside. And as I think it about it, the only great. two times I can remember when we wanted to have a fire going in the middle of the day were when we had some kind of winter precipitation like snow or freezing rain or sleet or something like that. Um, and we have plenty of wood. We, we can talk later about what our supply is like. So <laughs> we didn't really mind saying, you know, we, we deserve this today. Let's keep that fire going. <laughs> and, but I, I think it bears... Um, understanding that we're not having to burn wood all night long and, you know, I, I wouldn't expect that anyone would in a home this size in this part of the country. Right. Now, if your winter temperatures go down to below zero at night, I'm sure you would want to keep a fire going all night, but that's not our thing. We're here in central Alabama, so we have never really needed to have a fire going all night and seldom, seldom need to have a fire going all day. So for us, mainly, it's an early morning mm -hmm. and evening uh, thing. And on that basis, uh, last year we burned one and a quarter cords of wood. And that's honest-to-goodness cords now, not some made-up cord that the guy uses who delivers you firewood. <laughs> yeah. It's four by four by eight Um and so we used one and a quarter cords, and we're on track to use significantly less than that this year, by the way. Mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not sure I've told you that. No. But, um, mainly because we're smarter about when to build a fire and how big to build it and so forth. Uh, we've just 
I'm guessing we will finish this winter burning less than a cord. Hmm. And that's pretty good. And I mentioned that we have quite a bit built up. We can probably get through, what, two and a half winters with what we've already got cut? Or more. Or more. Yeah, we're going to have to find some people we love and give them some firewood. Um, it's just kind of crazy. What's happened is we've got the normal deadfall, which we will have every year no matter what. Then on top of that, hmm. we are expanding the orchard. So we're having yeah. to bring down a lot of healthy trees and that's creating a big old pile. Yeah. And some of the wood <laughs> of firewood that, yeah, out there. And some of the wood that we already had stacked and split actually came from some of the trees that were felled in the process of just clearing for where we're living now. Exactly. So we had a lot we had a build up. Yeah. And we won't always have uh, once our building projects are over, we won't always have this kind of supply. But we will have enough because we'll there's always more deadfall. Than enough so with deadfall, yeah, that's right. So that's good. Well, and and let's talk about what we've learned about what kind of wood we can burn. Good conversation. When we began this process, we had uh, bouncing around in our heads the warnings from a lot of people about how careful you need to be to use the right kind of wood. Don't burn sweet gum. It just doesn't burn right. Don't burn pine. It'll create too much smoke. It'll put creosote in your chimney. Yeah. Uh, you must use oak and hickory, or you must use this, and you must. All of that we know now, at least for us, is nonsense. We've burned all of the above. Right? If it's wood, <laughs> we can burn it. Mm -hmm. Oak, hickory, poplar, pine, sweet gum, they all burn fine. We had an inspection, Ken Craig from Professional Chimney Services, shout out to Ken, one of our good friends and a wonderful mentor to us in all of this, um, came and inspected our chimney after the first full winter and gave us an A+. He said, you're, you're doing great, you've got a nice clean chimney, you don't need to call us for another five years. Which was great news. Uh, as much as we like to see Ken, we really don't want to have to call them about the wood stove. Yeah, and we've burned, you know, just whatever has come down in the process of what we just talked about, either deadfall or our building. I mean, dogwood, you know, bur American beech, not necessarily trees we want to have taken down either. No, not but at all. But of necessity or the tree was but dead. We're not or, going, if they're on the ground, if, we're not going to waste exactly. them. Exactly. If it's on the ground, we don't want to... Um, as you said, we don't want to waste it. We want to be good stewards of what's there and not just, you know, cut it down and let it rot. Although, you know, in the, in, there's some utility for rotting wood on the forest floor. It's not like we're going to pick up every piece of wood that ever falls. But when it is the optimum size and type of wood, which, of course, is all wood, or I guess I should say not type, but if it's a, the, a good size and also not too far gone, not mm -hmm. too rotten to use for firewood. Good point. Then if we want once to it use gets it. rotten, it's not good firewood, and it won't split right, it won't burn right, and we don't want to mess with it. Yeah, so we don't do that. Now let's talk a little bit about whether or not that's an environmentally sound decision on our part to be using a wood stove. Good conversation as well. I, I've if you're looking at this in a macro sense, that is, if you're saying all Americans need to be heating with wood, that's a non-starter. It cannot happen. We don't have enough wood for that to happen. Right. If, on the other hand, you are looking at what Lee and Amanda are doing and whether it makes sense, I believe the answer is yes. Our 
wood stove heats up and burns wood that in another sense would be falling and rotting in the woods. Yes, it would happen much more slowly if the tree were rotting in the woods. All we're doing by burning it in the wood stove is speeding up that conversion to uh, heat. Mm -hmm. So in one sense, what we are doing is carbon neutral. Contrast that to what we would be doing if we were heating with electricity. We would be calling for more coal to be mined. In our case, Central Alabama Electric Co-op buys its power from Alabama Power Company, which means we're strip mining West Virginia so that we can produce electricity yeah. and send you know, poisonous mercury and uranium and radiation and lots and lots and lots of carbon dioxide out into the atmosphere. So I'll, I'll defend what we do any day, any time, um, in contrast to what would happen if we were using electricity, or for that matter, natural gas or propane. Yeah. You know, it makes yeah. sense. However, let's acknowledge that it's not totally carbon neutral because we use a gasoline-powered chainsaw. We use a gasoline-powered splitter. We use a diesel-powered tractor to move it from one right. part of the property to another. Yeah. We're not splitting all of this with the... By the sweat of our backs with the Yeah, I've never axe. understood why you don't want to do that, but you've <laughs> never expressed a big interest, and neither have I. It's uh, We are in our mid-50s, and that's not what um, gives us our jollies. Uh, you do get some particulate emissions from the stove, as you would from a coal-fired power plant. Um, ours is much more diffuse, and I would I would say ours is actually more responsible because... As we've discussed, once we get a fire going, there is no visible emission from our chimney. Yeah, we've gone out and looked, and we just yeah. don't see them. It's all heat, yeah. and um, and I'm sure there's some carbon dioxide coming off our wood, as there would be if it were rotting in the woods. I think a key point about all of this is that there is no lobbyist, there's no business interest that's making gobs of money from burning wood for heating a home. So you don't hear the good things about wood heat. Yeah. You hear the good things from companies that have a lot of money they want to make doing this or that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, that's why, you know, we're here to tell our story because we're just a little voices in the wilderness. Well, I know before we run out of time, we'd like to talk about um, how easy it is to start a fire in that so that if people are thinking about using this, they know what they're up against. Yeah, and, and we've got some early videos on the site from when we were trying to do it other ways, and you can see for comparison how it works. <laughs> what, what we know is the, the way we now build a fire is simple, cheap, quick, and uh, very certain. We never miss now. And you have a video that you made. We've got about a video. That, so. Just like we've got a video showing your explanation of why the wood stove is so effective, and we'll link to that. And we also have one showing how we start a fire and how that works and so forth. Mm -hmm. So I'll put links to that. Uh, let's finish up, if we can, with who should not plan to use a wood stove as their main source of heat. Yeah, because we were talking about that earlier, and there probably are some people, well, first of all, somebody who just doesn't feel up to 
either maintaining or you know acquiring wood, maintaining that, getting Absolutely. it, you know, having a place to store it to keep it dry, uh, or someone who's you know either because of a lack of upper body strength they can't carry firewood, they can't bend over easily to put it into the stove or to get it lit. Yeah, um, there's a little more physical activity mm-hmm. using a wood stove for heat than there is. Get you know walking over across the room and turning that thermostat yeah. on. Yeah, and and probably it'd be the same people who wouldn't do a lot with a fireplace either. Wouldn't want a, necessarily a real fireplace. So uh, that's probably one group. And of course, the other thing I thought about would be people with uh, several small children, or maybe even one or two small children running around. I would not put a wood stove in a like a child's bedroom where uh, when they're little toddlers. You're just going to leave them there even for two seconds playing. I think back to when our children were toddlers and we have a toddler grandson now um, that you don't, you know, you baby proof your house and their room and you know that you can leave them for two seconds while you go to the bathroom or something. I wouldn't leave a kid for one second near a wood stove. So if you're going to have a small child around a wood stove, and by that I mean a child who's, say, younger than a year and a half old, something like that, you need to take appropriate measures to protect the child, either with a fence-off kind of thing or keep the child out of the room where the stove is or something. But um, Yeah. um, or constant supervision, but that's very hard to do. So it's it wouldn't be a choice for your nursery or your, but most people don't use them that way anyway. It's in a family room, and uh, we've been to plenty of homes where they had a wood stove for their entire family. Um, it's like a fire, again, it's like a fireplace. And look at how many homes have fireplaces. You wouldn't go off and leave your child in a room with a blazing fire going, that's true. or even with the gas logs turned turned on. A lot of people use those. So you use common sense when you install a wood stove and, and decide where to place it. Another group we decided would not merit, uh, would not uh, adapt well to a wood stove is somebody with a big old house, and particularly a big old house with high ceilings. Um, we have an eight-foot ceiling here. We're planning a nine-foot ceiling in the lodge. I don't think there's any problem there. But if you've got a, one of these cathedral ceilings that just soaks up heat, a wood stove may not work very well yeah. to heat that. Or, or if you do, you may have to use some kind of ventilation system to right. force the hot air back down. Or if you're determined, you might have the largest wood stove you could possibly get and maybe have a couple of them. But uh, then that would be extra trouble and yeah. you'd burn up a whole lot of wood in the process. Um, so the lesson from that is live in a tiny space. <laughs> do like Lee and Amanda do. Yeah, and even, even the big family room we're planning to put in the lodge, we'll have... The, uh, the appropriate size wood stove. We haven't decided exactly yet. We're thinking one like this. And it will be designed to heat that room. We realize that the other bedrooms that, or the bedrooms that come off the, the main space will have to have their own heating. Have some kind of auxiliary heating yeah. for the bedrooms. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I thought of one other group of people who would not want to use a wood stove, and that's people who are accustomed to and demand keeping the temperature in a very narrow range. A, a yeah. Heat pump does a great job of that. You know, it keeps it between, let's say, 67 and 69 all the time if yeah. that's what you want. With our wood stove, it goes down and gets cool in overnight. No, it'll go down to, you know, 62 or 63 on a cold winter night. And when we fired up the stove and we're cozied down, it may get up to 80 or 81 degrees in here. 
there's a fairly wide swing of temperature. We're comfortable with that. We don't mind it at all. But if you demand your temperature to stay in a narrow range, a wood stove would frustrate you. Unless you just want to keep it going all the time. <laughs> that, would yeah. be, that might be frustrating, And then just too. open windows when you get too warm. Yeah, that's but. right. But uh, I think we're, we're being fair. But the majority of people, even if you're accustomed to that constant temperature, you can adjust. I think we're living proof. You can adjust to it, and it seems very natural. And it's a nice way to live. We commend it to you. We're way out of time. Sorry to impose on you this way, but we wanted to get all that in as we talk about our wood stove. We look forward to visiting with you next week. You've been listening to Long Leaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log, check in with Lee and Amanda, and talk with other listeners. That's longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.